Thursday Finance. Stephen Pritchard, it is another week. How are commodities faring at the moment? Um, the commodity market was a bit all over the place this week. Um, the gold price was um, uh, up $26.34 to $1,842.69 an ounce Australian. So so it, it's getting up towards the $2,000 Australian mark there. Um, at this rate, it won't be that long. Um, the copper the copper price was down $7.04 a tonne to $8,585 a tonne. And the crude oil price was up $0.95 cents a barrel to $88.21. Um, the currencies, once again, a bit all around the place. Um, against the US dollar, we were down again um, to 70.90. Uh, the Great British Pound, we were up slightly to 55.19 pence. Um, the New Zealand dollar, we were a dollar and four, which 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 is up about a, a cent. And against the euro, we were up um, 0.3 cents to 62.96 euro cents. Yes, it's still not totally still resolved, is not, it, not, at not, the not, moment? Not, 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 yeah. you, you couldn't say that that's anything major there. Yeah. Um, the currencies, uh, sorry, the equity market indexes around the world. Uh, the All Ordinaries Index was was down eighteen point nine points on the week to six thousand one hundred and forty. I mean, that's really only a fraction of percent. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Okay. Uh, the S and P five hundred was was down forty seven points to two thousand seven hundred and fifty three, and the UK FTSE index was seven thousand one hundred and ninety, which is up ninety seven points. So the equity markets were, you know, not much movement really around the world in those. Um, some stocks local investors seem to like to hold. Um, BHP was $36.08, up $0.21 cents on the week. Um, CBA was $71.21, which was actually down $2.85. Mm-hmm. Um, NIB was, was up $0.16, cents, so that's uh, $5.76. That must be getting up towards their record price again. Um, mm-hmm. So that's quite good for anyone who, who's kept their shares from the uh, uh, initial demutualisation. I think the cost base was $0.80 cents or something, so mm-hmm. you've done quite well there. And um, Telstra, uh, $3.21, which is up $0.02 cents on the week. Okay. Okay, so local investors are doing reasonably well, we hope. Excellent. Um, So we're uh, up to fuel, are we? Up to fuel, yeah. Yeah. The fuel price, $1.31.1 in Newcastle, which is up half a cent more or less on the week. Uh, $1.22.9 in Sydney, which is down 9.4 cents. So they're trending down, we're trending up? They're trending down, Mm -hmm. we're trending up. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to Sydney, you're better off fueling up on the way back instead of the way down. Mm. Okay. I think that's right. Um, and the diesel price, $1.44.8 in Newcastle and $1.40.1 in Sydney. Okay, so uh, let's take a look at the market. It's our market update and lots of um, things happening. Well, there. we're in the middle of interim reporting season, so there's lots of um, there's lots of half-yearly reports come out, some some good, some bad, some as expected and some not as expected. So I thought we'd just run a few a few of those today. We start uh, with CSL? CSL, great Australian success story. If you, if you bought $2,000 in CSL where it listed, you, you've got a lot of money today. So anyhow, CSL came... Came out, didn't disappoint anyone. Ten percent growth in net profit um, for the half year. Raised the interim dividend by twenty cents to a dollar twenty. Um, 
the, the, the managing director or the CEO did have some comments to say on government policy and how their continual backflipping and changing their mind is, is bad for business. And um, you mentioned a number of policies, but I think, you know, one, one thing business and the community wants is stability and, you know, the, the continual changing of things when there's no apparent reason or justification, that's just someone's whim this week. Um, isn't good for anyone. So, mm. so, you know, you've got one of the leaders of one of Australia's most successful companies, you know. Making comments Making like that. comments. So. They've, they've been around for a while now, haven't they? Oh, CSL goes back to uh, back to the 1920s when it was a Commonwealth Serum Laboratories and then the government sold it off. Um, when they did oh, all I don't know, selling. 10 or yeah. 15 years ago. Yes. And since then it's just been a... It's Australian <laughs> success story, Grace. You know, yeah. the blood products business, the uh, vaccine business, and they're, they're they're actually doing some. They were in the process of developing a new drug to lower cholesterol from, and I think it's in stage two actually from um, waste products from the blood business. So um, if mm-hmm. if that were if that were to get up and get approved and successful, I, I think you'd see a significant jump in the sales price, which is today around one hundred and eighty five or seven dollars a share for one share. For wow. One share. <laughs> one share. In the meantime, taking to the skies. Taking the skies, Virgin Australia seems to be making a remarkable turnaround from something that was on its um, deathbed and losing money. I mean, in, this time last year, it made four point four million. Um, they, they've increased their profit for the half year to seventy three point eight million for the half year, and so the profit's up sixty nine million or some about two hundred and I don't know, some phenomenal percentage, depending on how you work it out. Um, what twenty times, and uh, they're expecting a larger profit for the coming year. So, so Virgin's obviously doing something right. Um, so, do is there anything obvious as to what? No, oh, I suppose they've happen? been helped by the helped by the fall in the oil price, the same as Qantas. Um, you know, mm-hmm. just getting on the planes here, there seems to be um, there seems to be the planes seem to be really full flying out of. Mm. Flowing out of Newcastle, so I suppose if that's repeated across Australia and airlines, airlines have got these economies of scale. That you know, the the more the plane gets fooled, the more profitable it becomes because you know it costs almost as much to fly a half empty plane as it does a full one. So if you can move your you can move your you know laid factor up 10%, most of that profit just, most of that extra revenue just drops to the bottom line. And there's also some good deals on airfares around at the moment. I saw this week someone's offering $82 to Brisbane. Mm, mm. So, uh, so, yeah, that come. You've got to keep your yeah, eyes you know, open. You can fly to Hawaii for 725 yeah. return, I think. Mm. You know, it's amazing. Mm. Yeah. It is. Yes. Things so, get, some things so get cheaper as time goes on. I de- never well, quite it's all work the out how. It's all the seniors going on these jet-setting holidays. <laughs> yeah, so there's enough of them to get the turnover, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, and beach. Well, beach beach energies. Beach, to the beach, beach energy. Beach. Oh, no, that's actually not the beaches, is it? It's not at the beach. I don't think they're anywhere near the beach. No red and yellow It'd be face. interesting to find out where the name came from one day. But anyhow, Beach Energy made an acquisition during the, this this latest acquisition from one of the other oil companies. Um, uh, as a result, their, their, their profits 
this latest acquisition has turned about more profitable than expected. The profit's gone up to two hundred eighty-two point nine million from ninety-five point seven million in the in the last half year. Um, they've been helped by the latest acquisition increase in oil prices, um, and Beach is predicting uh, further increases in their profit. So a lot of these oil stocks, um, as the oil prices go up, you know, they become more profitable. Oh yeah. And once again, they're highly leveraged. You know. Mm. So that if the oil price drops, yeah, I mean the cost of production it. doesn't change much. So if, if 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 the price of the oil goes up a dollar a barrel, and you're producing hundreds of thousands a day, um, that's an extra hundred thousand dollars a day profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like all commodity stocks. You got fixed production costs, and you know the price goes up, you make more money. Well, we've had lots of success stories, haven't we, with those three? A uh, few, few not so successful things coming up. Uh, super retail group. I mean, I, I just don't understand how. They've, apparently, they've underpaid their staff uh, $43 million over the last six years. It um, does seem a bit of an oversight. It seems a lot of money for a company that size, and you have to ask what, you know, what the auditors were doing there. You know, so the, the CEO was resigning, but he's resigning anyhow. Um, it's a large slab of the, the profits for this half year that they're going to have to pay back to these people that are underpaid. I mean, I don't understand how they've... And I don't understand how the people who are being paid missed it, but anyhow, that's what's happened. Mm, that's super retail group. Um, and Challenger, the annuity provider... Um, Challengers reported a, a a big drop in profit. Uh, the profit's fallen to six point one million compared to the previous half year, one hundred ninety point um, Oh, that is a big drop. a big drop. Mm. Uh, Challenger is mainly in the name for selling their annuity products to retirees. Um, they've blamed. Uh, a fall in the, the uh, their investment portfolio, and they're looking at further enhancing their sales of annuity products through other distribution channels. So they're, they're the major issue of annuity products in Australia. And what that means is you go in, you hand them over some money, and they pay you a fixed sum for various terms. Okay. Yeah. And these 10-year annuity products are, are, are becoming quite popular with retirees because you lock your return in for 10 years. Okay. Thursday Finance and Stephen Pritchard in our market update at the moment. We're looking at companies and how they've been performing according to their reporting. And uh, let, well, why don't we mention a bank? Yes, we'll mention the bank. So Benigo and Adelaide Bank, which is actually in some surveys one of the most uh, trustworthy brands in Australia. Oh. Uh, so they're very, has kind of got this reputation as the ethical bank. Um, uh, so mainly because they've got all these branches in the, the regional the regional areas. Um, that so says a lot. Mm. That says a lot. Says a lot. Mm. Yeah, so their profit was down um, for the half year by 28.5 million to 203.2 million, but they still maintain their interim dividend of 35 cents a share. Um, Benigo blames the profit, the profit downfall in increased funding costs and the fact that there's more restrictions on their lending ability than the major banks because of the capital requirements. So the smaller banks have to hold more capital than the larger banks and that means okay. that the, the returns mm. aren't as great. So so still not a bad <clears throat> still not a bad problem with all the with all the problems that are occurring in the banking industry with the Royal Commission and uh, That's right. But yeah. I don't think there was much bad said about Bendigo and the Royal Commission, was there? I don't remember no, hearing. If anything. there was it was all overshadowed by 
and the uh, others. The <laughs> others, yeah. <laughs> and if they maintain their dividends. They maintain their dividends, thing, so their yes. shareholders would be pretty happy at that, 35 okay. cents a share. Yeah. Uh, the stock price was down about 70 cents, though. But, okay. But, you know. um, and GPT. Uh, GPT announced a full-year increase in profit of 14 14.15% to $1.45 billion. Oh, we're on to the good news stories again. Is, but they've raised concerns. Uh-huh. They've raised concerns about falling retail sales. Okay. Uh, so this concern about retail sales, seem, you know, seems to be across the market. I mean, you've only got to go and have a look at. Um, you've only got to go and have a look at uh, the two large, large, large local shopping centres, and there's lots of vacant shops up there. Yes. Yeah. So people in retail, particularly fashion retail, are doing it tough. And what, what the shopping centres are trying to do is com- compensate that by putting more food in. But the problem with that is, um, you know, people have only got so much to spend. If they spend it in one food outlet and there's a new one, they're not going to spend twice as much. So some of the food retailers, the, 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 the what do you call it, eat-in food retailers are now complaining um, about these extra food outlets coming in and, and that's decreasing their sales as well. I suppose the theory is that more people come and therefore provide more custom generally. I think that's the theory, but have you ever gone to the shopping centre to get some food? Well, yeah. <laughs> Apart from Coles and Woolworths. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, if you're there, you might have a coffee or something. Yes. I, I don't know anyone who goes to the shopping centres to... Just to eat in. There might be a couple of local residents, but but because you've got more brands in there, there's not going to be any more people come there. And, and that sumo salad produced some stats that that's the case, so, okay. which seems common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they're mm-hmm. also starting to do that market town, actually trying to put more food outlets in there. Are they? I think there's mm. three chicken shops there now. Okay. So, mm. so um, competition yeah, may well, be good, but yeah. it's um, fairly expensive, isn't it, for retailers to be in these shopping centres? Oh, shopping centres rents are horrendous. Yeah, so yeah, they've got the yeah, rents and there's the, rents, uh, the outgoings, the management fees, the and, advertising yeah. levies, the fit-outs, yeah. Yeah, all of that's handled centrally, but, yep. yeah, somebody's mm. got to pay. Someone's yeah, got to pay. it's got to be managed. It's passed on in the prices. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, of course, as, yeah, um, so, as it uh, is. Now, more retail. Uh, retail, a bit of bright spot, JB Hi-Fi. JB Hi-Fi lifted their earnings by $9 million to $160.1 million. So mm. JB Hi-Fi, which you would have thought would be one of the, the key areas that, I mean, Kogan's earnings have fallen mm. and they're similar competition to, to JB Hi-Fi. But JB Hi-Fi, yeah, as I said, we would have thought it was one one of the retail spots that would, would would be falling because, I mean, what they basically sell is discretionary items, telephone, uh, televisions and, and, and things like that. But, you know, they seem to be defying the trend. I mean, there's been doom and gloom about them for ages, but the, the profits just seem to keep going up. It's amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, well, they must be doing something right. Must be doing something right. Now, it's, uh, now this is earnings, not profits, isn't it, that oh, you're talking Sorry. about? Yeah, it is the same, same thing. thing yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they were up from, from 151 last Half a year to 160.1 this year. So most of this would then get divided amongst shareholders? Uh, yep. And uh, so that's what happens to it. It that, sounds like an awful lot. Yeah, but, you know, it's not when you've got... <laughs> Lots of shareholders. Tens of thousands of shareholders, yeah. <laughs> Very true. And that's our market update. For Thursday this week. Thursday Finance Today on 2NURFM. 
Why don't we take a look at our family's financial future, Stephen Pritchard? I think that's always a good thing to it's think about. It's always a good thing to think about your financial future. And, you and know, your family should and be And your family's included. financial future yep. and, and what's going to happen there. So what are the sorts of things that um, you need to think first about? First of all, you need to kind of establish your goal. And you need to, you need to, uh, you need to look at um, two types of goals or maybe three types of goals. You can have various goals, mm-hmm. um, short term, mm-hmm. medium term and long term. Okay. Uh, I mean, your medium term goal might be, for example, to pay off your mortgage. Your short term goal might be to go on a holiday to uh, Vietnam. Yeah, or Barbados. Taiwan, mm-hmm. Barbados. Barbados would be a lot more expensive than. Ah, oh, there you go. So you Barbados would be a lot more expensive more than that. Vietnam. I mean, mm-hmm. just the airfares, because you'd have to play, change flights probably three you definitely times. Would, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. So Barbados. And a long term might be to have a comfortable retirement. So, 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 so as that saying goes, um, people don't, uh, people don't, People don't plan to, to to fail. They fail to plan. So, so so what you need to do is first of all you need to look at your long term goals. Um, how much how much you're going to need to achieve with those, and then you need to plan out how you're going to achieve those goals. Okay, there are some guidelines around the place, are there? Oh, you know, you, you, you need to you need to think about. Um, you know, there's various calculators that on the internet. ASIC's got various calculators. Um, you need to think about um, the bank's got various calculators, and 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 by by making small changes to your to your lifestyle and your income um, with the with with on the long term and the medium term goals. Um, you know, you can significantly reduce the term of your loan, for example. So, you know, go onto your financial institution's website, see if it's got a calculator, um, put in your current loan details and see what happens to your term and see what happens to the interest saving if you, say, pay off uh, another $10 a week, another $20 or another $100 a week. And it could be quite uh, well, uh, well, a difference. You were surprised how much saving generates. There. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. it might be worth... Because yeah. it's compounding interest in reverse. It's the magic of compounding interest in reverse. So, mm. so, so, mm. so, so short-term goals. I um, want to look at, you know, as we spoke about before, Christmas, how much money you need for Christmas. Cappuccino a day saved in an account will give you $1,000 at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Right. So little steps. We instead of having three cappuccinos a day, have one. Put the difference into an account. You'll have a thousand dollars a year. Wow. House mm-hmm. loan repayments. Yeah. Um, go onto your bank's calculator or your financial institution's website. Um, look at look how much. Do the calculations. You'll be surprised how much you'll save, mm. and how much your short term will come down just by making smaller regular contributions. On so that takes payments. care of our short term. Yeah, long term is retirement. Term. Once yep. again, there's lots of um, lots of calculators around for those. Um, use the ASICs website or your superannuation funds, or if you if you and I don't necessarily encourage this, but if you're quite good at Excel, you can build your own. Um, but, but lots of people, ones I've seen, usually contains calculation errors and you get the wrong result. So I, I'd look at one of those one of those commercial calculator sites. Um, don't bother using it if you've got to put your name and address and mm. details in there because it's for marketing purposes. Mm. But there's plenty of free ones around. Um, and then you want to look at um, the average person 
supposedly need 60000 a year for a comfortable retirement. Do the calculations of how much you, you, you need to get a lump sum to pay you 60000 a year and look at providing your super contributions to that level. Is that 60000 per person? Per couple. Per couple. Per couple. Okay. So, so yeah. roughly, roughly on that you'd need, um, assuming there's no age pension, you'd need somewhere around a million dollars, I would suspect, okay. to provide 60000 a year income in retirement. So um, it sounds a lot of money, but, but you've got the advantage of compounding interest. Remember that, that, that if you... If you Put it into something that earns ten percent. Your money's doubling every ten year, uh, every seven years. Okay, so yeah. the earlier you start, and, and small contributions up front increase the compounding effect. Um, the other thing you need to think about is um, you can make uh, contributions to your superannuation fund, and up to twenty five thousand dollars a year is tax deductible. So if your employer, for example, under your super guarantee levy contributes $9,000 a year, um, that's taken care of. So anything between the 25 and 9 that you personally contributed, you'll get a tax deduction for. So effectively, if you're in the top marginal rate, um, half of the money's mm. being paid by the government for you. Mm-hmm. If, you're in the, if you're in the 30% tax bracket, which most, most people are, although a lot of are creeping into the top marginal rate now, um, uh, 70% of that is is coming out of your pocket and the government's giving you 30%. That is to say in tax rebates or Yeah, or yeah, whatever. it comes off, yeah, yeah you increase your rebate, yeah, um, tax, tax rebate. So, so you, you kind of look at um, your small, your, your, your medium. The most important thing, I think, is to pay your house off. Yeah, the house, where you live, is just a big drain on your finances. And you go back and do your calculation and find out how much interest you're paying over the term, you'll probably find it's two or three times the original amount borrowed. Oh, really? It's mm. a lot of money. Mm. Uh, your credit cards, um, credit cards are a nightmare. You need to get rid of those. Mm. Um, some of those cards, if you pay off the minimum payment, it takes just 30 years to pay the, mm. to pay the debt. Okay. The debt mm. down on those. So it's a good thing not to do. A good thing not to do. And the other thing we always say to do is to pay yourself first. Okay, now how does that work? And what that means is you go and speak to the person who does your payroll, you have a separate account, you tell them to pay 10% of your salary into this other account, and within a couple of months you're not even going to notice the difference. Okay, and that, of course, you can tap into a little bit later on. And you can use that for your pay off your super contribution at the end of the year or make contributions, additional payments off your home loan. And resist all temptations to blow it off. Yeah, that's why I always say try and get one of these accounts that don't have internet backing, that, that are more difficult to get the money out of. If you know yourself, that's probably a very good idea. Oh, it is. I mean, you know yourself. You, you know, it's easy, too easy to spend. Yes. In the old days, you used to have to go down to the bank and withdraw the money. Now you can just do it electronically. Mm. So try and get one that's more difficult to spend, put it on term deposit or something that you can't just spend the money that you've got to think about it. Mm. And, of course, most importantly at all, you need to regularly review these girls. So you need to put them in writing, write them down. Um, One page is fine. I don't believe in writing great big notes that no one will, you know. Three goals on the page, do your calculations and pull it out in six months and see how you go. So uh, six monthly, you should look at. I your... would say six monthly. Yeah. Okay. If you've got a short document that's only one page, mm. you know, my goal is to have a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars at the end of the year, 
and we're six months down the track and you've got $20, um, something's gone wrong. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, mm. your home loan, you've done your calc, you've paid some extra money, make sure you're tracking on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your super, what additional money you want to put into super. Yes, and that's always, uh, I was going to say, a good place to put the left. Remember the super, it? you're getting that additional tax deduction up to 25000 Yes, okay. So it, in a way it's a, a, a bit of a forced saving so you can increase your tax refund as well. Mm. Yeah. Now the other thing to remember, I suppose, as far as you, your gold piece of paper is um, where you put it. <laughs> well, not in the garbage bin. <laughs> Not the round filing cabinet. Not the round filing cabinet. So not in the confidential database. Like, uh, so where would you put it? Uh, yeah, good point. I'd put so, it in a drawer. Yeah, so you only need... Drawer. Look, I would have one piece of paper with my three short-term, medium-term and long-term goals. Do your calculations on the website, print them out, attach it to it. So you're probably going to end up with six pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. Sorry, four pieces of paper. Mm. Pull it out each six months or... or when you get a pay rise or something, and, and regularly review check it. Check it through. Yeah, you're only talking half an hour. Thank you, Stephen Pritchard. Thanks, Jane. That is a look at your financial future and Thursday finance for today. Back next Thursday. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.